This podcast is brought to you by WeddingSuppliers.ie, connecting couples who are planning their wedding with Ireland's most premium wedding suppliers. Welcome back to yet another wedding podcast delivered to you by WeddingSuppliers.ie. Today we have an amazing photographer in the studio with us. He's an award-winning photographer and it's David McLean from DMCPhotography.ie. David is going to talk to us about the services that he provides uh, on the day of your wedding, all the different niche services that he has. And David, you're very welcome to the studio. Thanks, Carl. Good to be here. So David, you tell me you're in the business for the last 15 years. It's great. We always like to see experience behind any uh, wedding supplier so can you uh, tell us a little bit about the service that you provide okay Carl basically I provide a full photography service for couples um, of any persuasion I'll do civil ceremonies I'll do church ceremonies I'll do humanist ceremonies whatever people want my motto is it's your day so let's do it your way very good and uh, I, like it. I believe in being flexible and go with what the couple want to do um, it starts off normally with an inquiry, which I follow up, and if it gets to the stage of a meeting, which in most cases it does, we, we have a chat because it's all very well to look at a photographer based on their work on the website or Facebook or Instagram, but that's only a part of it. The personality of the photographer is important because you're going to be spending a large part of your day uh, in each other's company, and it's important that you get on well. And it's something that keeps on popping up here with every single interview, with every different type of supplier uh, about personality. And it's great to see it because service is one thing. You know, your work obviously needs to be really, really good. You need to be a professional. But the person has to like you because you're spending that long day. A photographer has a long day. Like, would it be 12 hours, 13 hours, 10 hours? uh, Typically about 12 hours. And... The, the way you know that the personality comes into it is the weddings you get through recommendations, which are a lot of my business. Yes. I guess constantly referred to from couples whose weddings I've photographed before. Mm. Um, yeah, the day typically starts for, we'll say, a 1 o'clock or one thirty wedding. I'd be with the bride for about 10 o'clock in the morning, get some preparation shots, the bit of crack with the hair, the makeup. Would you go to the house? Is that the norm? Yeah, normally, yeah. normally to the house okay. and... Uh, that's where all the fun is. Yeah, I can details. imagine that's where the champagne comes out or the Prosecco or whatever. Start, would they be starting that early in the oh, day? Oh, that's it. Plenty of bubbles. <laughs> Secrets, we're not allowed to tell too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happens in the bride's dressing room stays in the bride's <laughs> dressing good, room. Very good, very um, good. Yeah, so spend maybe half an hour there. And if the groom is getting ready within about 15, 20 minute drive, I can easily cover both great, preparations. Great, So I'll go to him, spend 20 minutes with him, come back to the bride when she's fully dressed yeah. and get the last little detail shots uh, onto the church or the civil ceremony whichever it is then uh, capture the ceremony go right through the day hopefully during the ceremony I wouldn't even be noticed I like to blend into the background yeah, and, and can I ask you about that because I, I do know from even going to weddings and talking to friends there is some people that just might say to, would they say to you I don't even want to see you on the day or is there then other people that would say we want you to capture absolutely everything. You know, how does, how does the, would, would the most common trend be, we just don't want to see you or we don't want to be pulled around and dragged around, you know, um, because I know you need to get the shots and for you to get the shots, you do obviously need the bride and groom um, or if it's a heterosexual wedding or whatever it might be, you know, do you have to work to their requests all the time? Exactly. Yeah. Um, some people want you to just disappear in the background and not even know that you're there yeah. and just appear. There's certain photographs you have to pose a little bit, okay. like the, the family photographs, 
the um, the bridal party or the the wedding party so the group, is more group commonly called that. Yeah. Group photos. You have to arrange a certain way, but rather than formally posing, it's more arranged casually rather than stiffly posed. Yes. Um, so there are certain times when you need to be a bit visible and to to take charge and to to keep the day flowing. Yes. Because it's very easy to lose time in the day, and all of a sudden you're running half an hour behind. The meal um, call is coming close and you haven't got all the photographs you want. So no. that's usually because there's one or two people missing from a family or a group and there's no point in taking that group shot if they're not all there. And how do you, it's interesting you say that. So one or two people that go missing, they might go to the bar for a little pint or yeah. whatever the case might be. Uh, do you try and put have input on orchestrating that to say we need to have these people up is there like do you talk to the best man who who do you because obviously if you're experienced you know that you need to get this timeline right um so is that something you monitor or you pre-plan in advance to say to the bride and groom look you know have someone to make sure we have the group photograph how, how does that work well when i've confirmed a booking with a couple i have a, a form which i fill out and i get all the the details including the names of the bridesmaids the groomsmen the reason I do that, it's not out of nosiness, it's just it's more relaxed on the day instead of saying the blonde bridesmaid, if her name is Mary, yeah. it's much more relaxed to say Mary. And I'll ask the couple to nominate someone from each family that can help to gather up the, the people that are needed for the family photographs. Yeah, so that's the way and you work around it. take it away from the bride and groom, um, bring their stress levels down, take Without it away from the bridesmaids because you need them for certain photographs but have a, a family member gathering people together that you need. Yeah, because, I mean, the group shot in certain, there is a formula that you, you'll always want to capture and then the other one then are off the cuff, like little small nice shots that you can get and they can happen on the day. Um, so there's other services that you were telling me about that you offer, which I find very interesting. Tell us about the signature, um, is it signature a frame that you photo. offer? Yeah. Okay, the signature board photo, what it is, it's a large frame with a photograph in the centre of it and with a fairly large board around the guests can sign the names and leave yeah. little messages during the evening. Some photographers do it from an engagement shoot, which they've done in advance of the wedding, okay. and the couple choose the photograph. I do it a little bit different in that I use a photograph taken on the afternoon of the wedding. Okay. Um, I'll probably shortlist 10 photographs that I think are suitable, show the couple, pick one that I think is most suitable, and normally beginning the meal when they're all enjoying the starter, I'll at that stage I'll have downloaded photographs because I do that during the day just to okay. save losing anything. Yeah. So I'll pick the photograph that I think's most suitable in consultation with the couple. I'll edit that, print it at a size of thirty by twenty centimeters. Okay. And I'll mount that in a large sixty by fifty centimeter frame. I present that to the couple at the top table probably when the start has still been enjoyed and starts with the top table signing their names around it. Very good. And then it's passed around the tables during the meal because that way people will sign it. Yeah. And at the end of the day then the couple have a photograph, loads of signatures, yeah, loads of messages. It's great. I've never never actually heard of something that kind of service. Would there be other photographers that might offer a similar service or is this kind of more of a niche thing, unique thing to your to your service? There are one or two doing it, but the majority okay. will do it from an engagement photograph. Yes. And is there an extra cost? Like, for your packages then, is there a package or is there just a David McLean, 
show, I suppose, you know, this is what you do. Yeah. There's no real extras or hidden costs. and um, So is, is it one package that you offer? Would you always offer that framed photo from the day? I'll, I'll always offer it. Um, I do different packages, digital packages only, right. which couples hear this digital package and they're not just like they, they don't know what it is. It's basically all their photographs presented on a USB, fully okay. edited, no watermarks, and my name will never appear on them anywhere. Okay. And can I ask you about that? Because would most people want an album or would it be happy? Like, what's the ratio um, um, for, for an album versus just a USB key? It's changed in the last couple of years and that more people are going for an album. Yes. Two or three years ago when things were a little bit tight, people opted for the digital only without yes. an album. Okay. With the idea of doing the album themselves. But I've noticed in the last few months, I have couples from two years ago coming back to me saying, yeah. we didn't get an album at the time, can you still do it for us? Yeah. And yeah, there's no problem. Once I've done the photography, if I haven't done it and they've had another photographer, I have to contact that photographer for permission to present his work. Okay, so you can do the album separate, even if it was another previous photographer that shot that wedding. Yeah, as long as I get permission from the photographer. Yeah, and it, it is interesting because you would imagine most people would go for an album. I'm sure it's extra cost. I don't even know. Like, what would a standard album cost on top of your service? Uh, professional albums on top of the service from about 400 euros okay. up for a 30-page album. There's a range of different cover options. So depending on the cover option that people choose. Something you'll always have, though. Exactly. You know, show Sherry, she can just take it out. Because let's let's be honest, um, we take pictures on our iPhones uh, mostly now. We might have had the little cameras previous to having a good phone, which, which yeah. in fairness, take a good photograph. But they never get to your mantelpiece. Uh, yeah. You know, we all have thousands of photographs on our phone, uh, me included. And I, I never print them, you know. Some people might. So... Um, that might lead us on to talking about how important, and we always stress here at WeddingSuppliers.e how important it is to book a professional, reputable um, wedding photographer because we, we'll use the analogy of, you know, Uncle Bob coming in with the camera and, and taking photographs. Um, obviously, you're going to tell me it's really important to book a wedding photographer. I think we all know how important it is and, and to do your research. Um do you think there would be people out there that would take a chance on just saying getting the uncle to do it or, or the auntie to do it? Oh, there would, but just to go back very briefly to okay. the thing on the album. Yes. Five years ago, I used to give the couples all their photographs on a disc. Okay. CD or a DVD. Now most people, whatever they use to view the photographs on, won't accept a disc or a DVD. Okay. So we went onto the USB because there is the port on the, the laptops or the yes. PCs. In five years' time, will that still be there? So yeah. in future, what we're giving the couples their, their images on may not be viewable, but if it's printed in an album... It's always there. It's always there. All you it's need is a pair of eyes to view it. You don't need to go back to some form of machinery and yeah. software to, to view your images. And I, I might sound uh, silly here, but the dark room days are gone, are they? Yeah, for most yeah. photographers. There are still one or two in America still using that film. Because there is that thing... Uh, the quality okay digital's got so good now but the, you could probably you as a photographer could tell the difference between a dark room a photograph or a digital could you or uh, you can with yeah. a very good dark room person it's difficult to tell yeah. but um, you, you mentioned before I went back to the albums there yes. about the 
professional photographer as opposed to maybe a family member. The problem with using a family member to photograph a wedding is they'll know everyone there. Yeah. They'll be distracted. Someone will want to talk to them and they miss the shot they're, they're supposed to be getting. Yeah. Um, professional photographer, you're there, say, probably for 12 hours in the day from the preparations to the first dance. And you have to be on your game for 12 hours a day. Mm. You have to be constantly looking out for the, the shot. Um, it's the emotions rather than the poses that I look for and the Very expressions. Good. Yeah. So as I say, I'm there to capture the atmosphere, the emotions and the crack of the day through yeah. the camera. Um, and then the camera can have a lot to do with it. I mean, you can't just turn up at a wedding with one camera. Right. You have to have good quality professional camera. Yeah. You have to have a backup in case anything goes wrong. Yeah. You have to have a selection of lenses because you might be tied to one position in the ceremony and to get certain details, you might want a close-up lens, you might want a telephoto lens without moving. There's so much. I mean, you know, you're, you're kind of, you've explained it, actually, you've explained it in one sentence that, and I, to, 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 to look at it this way, if you, if, if your niece or nephew were getting married and they asked you to do the, the, the photography on the day, you'd probably say no for that reason because people would know you and you'd miss the shots. And I think that's a really crucial thing to for our listeners to think about because that's something I never would have thought about. I said, well, look, if you, if you had a professional photographer in your family, why not use them? But if you do use them, they're probably going to get caught up talking to people they haven't seen in a while and they missed the shot. Exactly. I had that situation myself in March this year. Our son got married out in Mexico. Right. And his fiance at the time did say to me about doing the photography, but I said no. Um, I want to enjoy the wedding. I want to be there as a guest. And I'll bring I would, my camera. I'll, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I took the shots that I wanted, but yeah. they got a professional photographer in Mexico, which worked out better for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, as well as the, the camera equipment, you have to know the settings automatically what suits in different situations but it's more the lighting knowing how to control the light that's there or the light that you provide because photography is all about light and especially the Irish weather Um, exactly and we could probably talk then because you also do destination weddings you you go to Portugal you go to Spain so you travel and for our listeners there is a huge cohort of um, people in Ireland that do go to Spain and Portugal to get married so can you just maybe touch off that for us and tell me about that yeah, at the moment I specialise in Portugal to to build the business up. Um, I have five weddings there this year and they're all Irish couples. There's definite advantages for an Irish couple to bring a photographer with them. There's no language barrier. Yeah. You can meet the couple beforehand. You can get to meet the family. You know the Irish humour. You can have a bit of crack with yeah. them. Um, on the, the day you can mingle in a lot easier. And the guests have no problem approaching you to have photographs taken where they might with a foreign photographer. Yeah. Um, Comes back to the personality, doesn't it? Back like, to the personality. Yeah. And then afterwards for designing an album, it's a lot easier when you're both in the one country. Yeah. And I work with very good wedding planners there. Next year I'm branching out. I'm doing a few in Spain and Italy as well. Very good. So, yeah, it's good to have, but it, it's all Irish couples I'm working with over there at so, the moment. So here's the next question. You travel to Portugal, Spain. I mean, you're based in Navan. Mm-hmm. Um, do you travel nationwide in Ireland? Will you go to Kenmare? <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> yeah. problem. No, so you travel nationwide. Top of Donegal, Ballyliffin, down to probably the most southerly was Baltimore. Right. So wow. opposite ends of the country. And across so would you have to go down the night before in that event if you had to be up early for an early start for a shoot? 
Um, it would depend the time of year. If it's the winter time, I'd definitely go down the day before, just for weather conditions, you have to be there. Um, if it's within a two-hour drive, I'd normally leave early in the morning, allow two hours and allow another two hours yeah. in case of delays. So, yeah, you'd always be planning ahead and make sure you're there in time. You don't want anyone getting stressed. I'd always ring the bride to say I'm on the way to reassure her that I'm going to be there at the time I said I would. Very good. Well, look, thanks a million for coming in. It's been really great to talk to you. We've hit off some really important points and you've been very informative. Um, is there anything that you'd like to, is there anything that you feel we didn't touch off that you'd like to tell our listeners? No, there's just, um, it's kind of tied in with the signature board. It's another yeah. little yeah. special that I offer the couples. It's really great. Um, a lot of the, the brides would present a bouquet of flowers to the mother at the end of the speeches. And it's it's nice, the mother, but sometimes it leaves the father out. Yeah. And what I do is a family photograph that I've taken before the meal takes the place. Day. I will print that and frame it in a, a really special frame. And the couple can present that to their parents after the speeches. Yeah, that's right. Either nice. as well as the bouquet or instead of the bouquet. And it's something that they'll they'll have for years to come. They're the two additional services that you you, you can offer, which yeah, they're, they're, that's a really nice touch as well. A photograph is there forever, isn't it? You know, that's it. That's it. It's a nice little touch. Okay, well, look, you can uh, see David's profile on WeddingSuppliers.ie, or you can go directly to his website, uh, DMCPhotography.ie. Thanks a million for coming in, David. It's been really informative and it's been really interesting. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks, Carl. I'm delighted to be part of WeddingSuppliers.ie. This podcast was brought to you by Wedding. WeddingSuppliers.ie. To see hundreds of premium wedding suppliers, visit WeddingSuppliers.ie.